Amen. Christmas is just three more days from now. Just around the corner. Everyone is getting excited. Yeah, praise God. Yeah. So in this uh, Christmas season, we usually want to appreciate people. We really want to appreciate them. The, we do this because we want to encourage them. We want to uh, say that the things that they have done may in the past that uh, has been very encouraging and we want to appreciate them. And uh, we have observed the hard work that they have done and how we have been encouraged and as a church, but, and even as individual, how we have been blessed by them. You know? So uh, it is uh, understood that human beings love to receive appreciation and give, isn't it? Yeah, three days from now, um, many of us will be poorer, but we want to thank God that uh, we can appreciate people and we can thank God uh, that they have meant a lot to all of us. <clears throat> and presents and gifts are important signs that one is appreciated and valued. And uh, it has been a strong, it is a strong message, and I wish that we can give as many as possible to as many people for one way or another, right? Uh, a gift is an appreciation and a gift is a sign. And it does not mean that if you don't receive any gift or any appreciation, you are not valued, but you are valued by God. You are really valued by God. God values us more than we can think, even of ourselves. And this is our usual expectation of Christmas. But Christmas has a bigger meaning than that. We thank God for your faithful giving that it has been a, a, a tremendous blessing to the church planters in uh, Medan there, the four of them. Actually, there's one more that we are still deliberating whether we could continue to, uh, whether we would want to support them or not. And so they are working and they are working hard and we are really uh, want to stand behind them to encourage them that they will continue on to plant the church in Medan and in the surrounding area. Praise the Lord. And uh, three weeks ago, a group of us went to visit Israel and we were in the town of Nazareth. And uh, the Nazareth is, during that time, a small town. It is a town of Joseph and Mary. And the guide has given us a suggestion that when the angel appeared to Mary, she was about 14 years old. She was about 14 years old. For to be commissioned to carry out such a mission at that tender age, it must have been very scary and very uncertain that a young person would do this great event. In those days, people marry young and they have family very early. And it was not uh, uncommon. All right? And Mary at her age was simple and full of faith to the message, to the words of the angel that appeared to her. Now we were told that uh, during that time, uh, it was just uh, maybe a, a, a spring and there is like a small well like that and with water and the common folks will come and draw water for their homes to use. And it was around this place that the angel appeared to Mary with that message. And it was recorded for us in the Bible that she has no second thoughts since it was really a worthy proposition to her to really to be the bearer and to be the mother of Jesus. 
She just allowed herself to be a part of God's plan. And that brought about the greatest demonstration of God's love towards humankind. For God to do something, He uses people of faith. For God to do something, He uses people of faith. This Christmas season, I want to preach on how we can receive great things from God, be it in ministry, be it a miracle, or be it a blessing. By being simple in our faith. By being simple in faith. And I want to draw some lessons from the simple and faithful person, Mary, the mother of Jesus. There are good things God wants to accomplish and God wants to do in our life and through our life. There are great things, great plans that God has for us. And we need to know how we can have and to be able to be at that end where we can really serve Him. And there are three things that we can concentrate how to allow this to happen to us. The title of my message is Christmas Every Day. And I want to preach from Luke chapter 1, verses 28, 26 to verses 38. Luke chapter 1, verses 26. It talks about the angel appeared and spoke to Mary. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 says that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledge to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. And you could be that person this morning. Greetings to you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants. Forever his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Let us pray. Father, we have heard your word and we have read your word. And we pray the Lord, even as we open our hearts to allow you to speak to us, that we can personalize this message the angel have for Mary. And we pray the Lord that we will be hearing you and hearing you correctly. Be with us and help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
And this passage in Luke chapter 1 here records for us the consent of Mary to be the servant of God to bring about God's love for humankind. Since the giving of the law, the giving of the law during the time of Moses, there was no redeemer to fulfill that law. And all that they did was just rituals and rituals, looking forward to the day where God would send the Messiah. And there was no one until the coming of Jesus. And so the incarnation was a demonstration of God's love for us. For us. God chose Mary, a simple and faithful person to do His will in His timing. God has no problem in choosing her. And today, we want to be like Mary, such that God can use us to bring about His will on earth. The will of God is not accomplished yet. And there are still a lot of things that God wants done upon the face of this earth. And we could be like Mary. Like Mary. Doing and fulfilling the will of God. When we allow that, every day is like Christmas. And today, it can be happening again. Praise the Lord. How can we receive like Mary? Firstly, it's because miracles are still happening. Miracles are still happening. God loves us more than we love ourselves. God loves us more than we love ourselves. God's love for us never changed, no matter what happened. And one of the character of God is love. He never needs to change. He never needs to grow up anymore. And it's one of His character is love. And He loves to the end. It is who He is. And He never needs to change His character. He loves us and that's it. Full stop. God loves us. Our circumstances may be different. Our circumstances may change. The pressure of life can mount in every phase of our life, in every place that we turn ourselves to. The pressure of life can mount. But His love for us lasts a thousand generations to those who remain faithful to Him. And as surely as the sun would rise tomorrow, God's love for all of us remains. God's love for us will remain. Uh, that, that is surely uh, for, for this time being that we will know that the sun will rise tomorrow. Uh, it's not ending yet. So as we, we say for us to say that, that God's love will remain for us. For as long as we have faith in Him, We will be loved and we will be secure in Him. And His love for all of us is not conditioned by circumstances. It's not because of this change and that change. His condition for us never change. He always loves us. What changes us? What changes us? His love for all of us 
is not conditioned. It just needed us to remain faithful or remain in Him. And John chapter 15 talks about Jesus saying that I'm the wine, you are the branches. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to remain in Him so that we can bear much fruit. We can never be on our own. When we detach from God, we will not be faithful. We will not be fruitful. You know, there are times that we sin, we break the fellowship with God, and yet in that broken fellowship with God, God's love for us still remains. Still remains for us until the final moment. God is a long-suffering God. He waits and He waits. And He is ever patient with us. And faith will carry us far. Our faith will carry us far when we trust and we wait upon Him. Yeah. When we remain in Him. For as long as we trust in Him, His miracle still happen. It's not may happen. It will happen. It's an affirmative. It will happen. And I was discussing with a friend over his struggles in life some time ago. And he has a very unique person. And he goes through life with a lot of troubles and a lot of difficulties. Coming from an unbelieving uh, family, he has a lot of issues. And while we were discussing with him, and I, was, and I thank God that I believe that God anointed me. And at that time, and I spoke to him, that, and I told him this, that over and beyond the storm clouds, the sun is always shining. And it's just an illustration to all of us. In our difficult situation in life, in every time that we face difficulties, sometimes it is so dark, sometimes it is so hopeless, sometimes it is so difficult. But let me say that beyond that, God's love never waver a bit for us. Never waver. And I believe that this answer of faith would really encourage him. You know, there are times that we suffer heartbreaks. We really wish something good to some of our friends, relatives, and so on. But then it was not happening. We have maybe perhaps wavered spouses or wayward children or they are pre-believing people that are yet to know the Lord and our hearts cry out to them and we need to pray and commit them to the Lord to trust in Him to pray that God will again would have a miracle waiting to happen in their life this will be the greatest miracle when they return back to God it will be a greatest miracle. God has not given up on them and so we must not give up and we need to continue to trust them into the loving arms of God. Miracles are still happening and we have heard many stories of many of these wayward that are yet to know the Lord are returning back to the Lord and we give God the praise. And even among us, we can testify to those events that has happened. My encouragement to us is to keep praying. Praying to God and to keep trusting God. The love of God cannot be taken for granted as well. 
And I want to crank this up by saying that when we are in a relationship with God, we are to aim higher. We are to aim closer to be with Him than before. We are to take a step closer to the Lord. Rather than just to, to be satisfied with our walk with Him, we are to get closer. And we are to be a die-hard fan of Jesus. We are only one die-hard fan here. Any one of you a die-hard fan of Manchester United? Any one of you a die-hard fan of Liverpool? Yes and no. Any one of you is a die-hard fan of Jesus? Yeah, that's the way it should be. We should be a die-hard fan of Jesus. When we are in a relationship with God, we have to press in, we have to press in, to know Him more, to get closer to Him, rather than to be satisfied and make our faith such a mediocre faith. We are ready to press in, to experience Him, to get closer to Him, to be anointed by Him, and to experience God in a closer and a better relationship. God desired that we take such action to aim for greater things with Him than to always be asking Him like a child always asking for the Father. Let us grow up in our faith to take a step towards discipleship than just being a Sunday Christian. A step towards discipleship. This is a step that we can take with God to experience more and at the same time, miracles take place in our life. Now, God is always favorable to us. It's only that, that we didn't know. If we will step closer to God, He has wonderful plans and great things for all of us. Because God loves us more than we know. Sometimes more than we love ourselves. And God is bigger than our trouble as well. God is bigger than our trouble. Today, God is still the big, great, wonderful God. Hallelujah. He possesses all the power and is always favorable to His people. And we can be blessed beyond measure. We really can be blessed. God loves and is waiting for us to go to Him in our difficulties. He is a specialist in difficulties. All you people who are having difficulty in your companies and your, your profitability, go to Him. He's a specialist. He will give you some ideas of how to deal with it. He is interested to help us. He will give grace to us when we depend on Him in life. When we depend on Him in life. His miracles are just waiting for us to claim. And it is still that simple. He is still bigger than all our troubles. No, there are times that we make mistakes and or even we did things on our own ways. And so we get ourselves inheriting many problems and many difficulties. And we have troubles along the way. And I want us to know that God is able to carry us through. 
God is able to carry us through when we return and acknowledge and confess our sins and call upon Him and submit to Him and let Him have His way. We can still experience His miracle and we can still experience His help in times of our trouble. There is hope in Him in times like this. He will not abandon us. His love is everlasting. You know? There's a, there's a very beautiful uh, a poem that written by somebody called Footprints. I believe that many of us have read about it. Footprints. It, has, it is already dated. But I'd like to remind us again on this person who penned this. And I'll read to you if you can just follow along. The poem with a picture of a beach and footsteps on the sand. It says that one night a person had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flash scenes of his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand there. One belonged to him and the other belonged to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprint in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you say that once I decided to follow you, you will walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, My precious, precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprint, it was then that I carried you. That I carried you on my shoulder. That's why you see only one set of footprints. The Lord loves us and His love for us will never change. Never, never change. Never change. Trouble do not diminish the greatness of God. Troubles do not diminish the greatness of God. There are usually two results from our troubles. Either we go closer to God or we run away from Him. Either we go closer to God or we run away from Him. We get closer to Him because we want to tap resources from Him. We trust in Him. We have faith in Him. We believe in Him. We say that we are dependent upon Him. We are saying that we don't have the answer, but we simply trust the Lord. Because God knows what is best. God knows what is best for us. We stay to surrender to His doing. That is where miracles happen. That's where miracle happens. We enter into the threshold of the supernatural. Because we are dependent on Him. And God is pleased with us when we trust in Him and depend upon Him. This is the secret place where miracles will take place in our life. 
That is the first response. We run closer to God. But many of us, sadly, we run further away from God. We run away from Him because we don't trust Him enough and we think that He doesn't care enough for us. We lost faith and questioned His existence and His goodness for us. In short, we put our interests more important than Him. We need to just trust and obey and we will see His favour on us. Mary did not ask so many questions but simply simply rely and let God sort out the uncertainties. You know, during that time, if you are 14 years old and you are found to be with child, you know who will come or not? The Pharisees and the scribes will come to your house. They will get you. Dig a hole in the ground, put you inside there and stone you till you die and be buried under the stones. You think you have questions? Mary have a lot of questions. Nobody can answer. It's so scary. But she acted out in faith. She did not ask so many questions, but simply rely on God. God will sort it out. We should begin to exercise faith rather than to highlight our troubles and our difficulties. The more we dwell in our troubles, the more we, de- we get depressed. So instead, let us have faith. Instead, let us have faith that we will rise upon beyond and over our circumstances. There is miracles are still happening. Secondly, because we accept His will. His will is better and higher. Amen. His will is better than higher. God's plan is always better than our plan. Yeah, our finite mind can plan very well, but God's plan is so much better. His ways are better and perfect than our ways. God's desire goes to the whole humankind. Many times our plans are just for ourselves in a very small and narrow path, but God's plan goes beyond that. No matter how generous we are, we are still unable to go beyond our self-centered agenda. We still have that self attached to what we desire and what we plan. We still have the fallen nature in us. But when God makes His plan, He kills many birds with one stone, so to say. His plans achieve much, much more. Much, much more. To accept His view is to step aside and let God have His ways. You know? For 2,000 years now, we still haven't learned our lesson. For 2,000 years, we are still insisting many times in our own ways. And I trust that we will learn soon and be willing to submit to God's plan. We are bound by our human existence. All of us have our own sets of things, own sets of circumstances. And it's difficult to be truly generous and considerate to others. 
We are too complex and only God knows how to deal with us. We have too much of things going on in our life. Too much of things that only God can deal with our life. And when He deals with us and He said, when He works in us, He did it well. He did it perfectly. What we desire cannot meet everyone's need. And so we need to give way to God's way. For only God's way are good and perfect. He will handle it according to His will and His timing. And so it is for us, it is not foolish to trust in God. And let me suggest to you, it is not foolish to trust in God. Because when we do so, we will experience miracles and blessings that will meet our needs and even to a wider audience. So don't fret and put trust in Him because if we insist our ways, we may be disappointed when our expectations are not met according to what we want or to our timing. To truly enjoy being a child of God is to let Him have His way. To let Him have His way. We have to accept His way because His plans are better than us. Okay? And His plans will benefit more. What we experience is only a small part. Only a small part in life. But God's view will accomplish when it's accomplished, will bring wider benefits, wider benefits to people and to different timing. Our doing can only accomplish some successes as compared to His design for humanity. He does great things for all who have faith in Him. He does great things for all who have faith in Him. When God sent Jesus it was not just for the Jews to be saved, but for the entire human race that we can be saved. He is not just God of the Jews. He is God for everyone who have faith in Him. Who have faith in Him. So we are to seek out His will and to do it. And when we live out His will, it will bring a wider benefits to more and to all. Our present country needs a lot of Christian input, needs a lot of Christian influence. You know, we can have a lot of good intention, but unless the people to carry out that good intention is being transformed, it will just be a dream looking forward to that is hard to happen. And we need to have Christian influence, not human values. With more Christians living out the Christ-like ways, it will impact and it will be a greater and better good for all our country. So it's not, not wrong for us to evangelize, to get many more people to come to know God in Subang Jaya itself, in your neighborhood itself. So our challenge today is to pray like he prayed to God in the garden of Gethsemane, when he prayed that not my will, but your will be done. And he submitted to God's will. It wasn't easy. That's why he prayed three times. He prayed the same thing. And he came back, he asking for support, but the support failed him. Three times the support failed him. And he had to go and face it all alone. 
And that view of God was not easy. Was not easy to go through. He will have to suffer pain and agony, flogged, beaten, abused, and he have to carry the sin of the world upon himself. And he had to die on the cross. The nail that drove through his human bodies, the suffering that he will have to go through, the three hours exposed to the sun, lifted high up, and the worst thing that can happen is that he can be forsaken by God. That he will be forsaken by God. And Jesus knew all this beforehand. And so he struggled in his prayer. And yet he will pray, not his view, but God's will be done. As Jesus submitted, today we are saved. Praise the Lord. He submitted and we are saved today. And we are in church and we are able to worship God. We have a wonderful time this Sunday morning praising God. And we have a blessed relationship with Him. And we walk with Him and experience Him. So we learn today that doing His view will bring miracles and a wider blessing. Mary was the epitome of Jesus. She went first, submitted to the view of the angel to do God's will. And Jesus came, submitted to the will of the Father, and accomplished for us the deliverance. She submitted to God's will, and I pray that we will always do this and let that miracle, that, that miracle of our submission to God's will happen. I think that there are a lot of things that God wants to do among us. And thirdly, how we can receive. Because we join venture with God. Praise the Lord. Today we join venture with God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we need to be having a big hearted and we need to be willing to be his partner. When Mary heard the message from the angel, she was not hesitant. She was surprised how that can happen since she was not even married. How can this happen? But when the angel clarified with her the plan of God and the mission of that baby that she will be carrying, she was happy to be God's servant. And she submitted to that. She did not argue like Moses who argued with God when Moses met with God in the burning bush. You know, reading the part that Moses argued with God. I get angry with Moses also. Don't say God, no. I got angry with Moses. No, God told him so many times, he still said, Ayah, don't send me, Ayah, don't send me. You know? But compared with Mary, she just accepted it. And she said that, let it be done according to your view. Wow, that is faith, man. That is real faith. And because of that willingness, Jesus was born and become the saviour of the world. And because of that, we are going to celebrate Christmas. And we have a hope. We have a hope. God knew and chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus for her simplicity of faith and willingness to serve. She joined venture with God. And throughout the rest of the biblical record, we do not hear very much about the mother of Mary, our mother of Jesus. We, we just hear a little bit here and there about Mary, especially during the time of his last hour of crucifixion. 
She made herself available and blessings and miracles happened. And this week, we're going to remember that great love of God for us. Two years ago, when the church bought my laptop computer, wow, it was so nice to use. Everything was so fast. Click and things happen. Two years later, now click with all the download and all the updates. Uh, I go and make coffee, come back, it's still running. From time to time, I experience some hiccups also. I do not know about you, Microsoft Word have a bit of a problem. When I do spell check and uh, grammatical correction, the thing hang, you know. And it's not one time, a few times already. And I have to be very careful. Okay? I have to save everything, everything, let it rest for a while. Processor is no more running already. Everything is peace and quiet and calm. Then only I can do the spell check. I'm not asking you to buy me a new one. I'm saying that when your hard disk and your processor is getting filled with things, you work slower. When we were young, we believed every word the Bible was saying. We trust in the Lord and we work fast and we believe it with very little question. And we experience God so real. Today, our faith is so full of skepticism. We hardly feel God's presence also. Our hard disks are so full, so many updates, we become very skeptical. We become very slow in acting when God speaks to us. Most things of God are acts and work of faith. And when things are works of acts and faith, it's very hard to explain in words. They are works of faith. When we demand too many answers, we become skeptical. And God cannot do, God cannot work when there are a loss of faith in Him. Bible records for us in Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that without faith it's impossible to please God. And whoever comes to God must believe that He exists. And He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. To come to encounter God, you need to have faith. When we hear the things of God, we must believe them and act out in faith. Have to act out in faith. In this way, we are not hindering God's working and we become God's partner instead. We become God's partner. Serving together and doing what He so desires for us. We partner with God to bring blessings and miracles to happen in the world that we live in today that is so devoid of the presence of God. So we, need, so we move away from ourselves so that God can work in us for great things to happen. So we need to be a big-hearted person and we need to be willing to serve the Lord. And of course, we also need to trust in the Lord's working. We need to trust what He is doing. When God works through us, it will, be a re- it, it, it will result in more than we can imagine. He still knows what He is doing, even in all of man's confusion, in all of man's complexity, 
he still knows what he's doing. When he does something, he does it well, and he has a long-lasting effect upon many people. So we can trust in his working and rest assured. Rest assured that it will turn out to be good and turn out well. Mary harbored a lot of things that the angel told her about the baby Jesus. She kept it in her heart. She accepted and trusted what she was told of the greater good. That this baby is going to be the king of the Jews. He's going to sit on the throne of his father David. And his kingdom will not end. Wow. If some angel come and speak to you like that, you will be rejoicing eh, that you are the forefather of such great things that is going to happen. She accepted and trusted that. To her, what God decreed, let it happen. And she was blessed to be the mother of Jesus. She was blessed. Not through the cooperation of Mary, Jesus brought about redemption and we have the opportunity to be connected with God again. And we thank God for that. When we are prompted by the Spirit, for us now, we need to do, do the things in certain ways. Let us trust God. And most of the time, we don't see the end because we are finite. We don't see the end, but God sees from the, be from the beginning to end. To Him, there is no time. He sees everything. His ways are better and higher than our ways and we just need to rest and let Him and not struggle against Him. Let not struggle against Him. The end result is not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to work with Him to bring about His will on earth. He will sort out those uncertainties. So this Christmas... What has God prompted you to do? What has God prompted you to do? Were you blessed to lay the path for great things to happen? You can lay the path for great things to happen. You can do it when you partner with God. When you trust in His great working, you can. Who can you make? To be the next old Benki. Some of you don't know who he is. Never mind. Who can you make to be the next Reinhard Bonke? Wow, some of you know him. Maybe who can you make to be the next Billy Graham? You can be having a part in that life, that people. Commit it to God and pray that God will use you for a miracle to take place. Don't say that it will not happen to you. Don't say that. Don't have that skeptical thought in your mind. Believe that when you cooperate and you partner with God, great things can happen beyond your imagination. Trust in the Lord. God is waiting for us to start and He will complete the rest. He's waiting for us to start and He will complete the rest. So in conclusion, maybe the musician can come. Christmas was about Jesus. Christmas was about Jesus. It was about God's gift for humankind. This was the excellent plan of God for all of us. 
No mind has ever thought about this. No human mind thought about this since Adam sinned against the Lord. Since Adam disobeyed the command of God, <coughs> nobody has thought that this thing will happen. But in his perfect timing, in his perfect timing, he gave his love to save us. And God had to use somebody for that to happen. And God chose Mary, that vessel, for it to happen. And she was obedient. <coughs> she went through with many uncertainties. And yet she made good with her trust in the Lord, with her simple faith in the Lord. And great things happened. And today all of us can enjoy that relationship with God. Would you be the Mary then? Would you be willing to be the new Mary or the new Joseph or the new person that God can use? Through her, the greatest gift came and Christmas took place. Christmas took place. Likewise, we can be God's vessel to cause good and great things to happen, to bring blessings and miracles into people's life to bring something change in people's life today we can receive great things from god we can receive great things from god as we live out his will on this earth if we can accept the will of god we can do this like the first christmas because miracles are still happening today amen yeah, because we accept His will and because we join venture with Him, His will can still be done through us. When we cooperate with God, Christmas continues in our life. It is more than 25th of December. It is every day. Every day can be Christmas. Amen. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we sing a song? Sing a song. Hallelujah. Let's begin to... Jesus.